Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, who's, uh, <laughs> you know, someone on Twitter said that every time Chuck Bryant giggles, a baby bunny is born. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they meant it, too. Wow. Yeah. I, I love being responsible for all that joy in the world. You're doing it, man. Uh, so I guess you just opened the show with you were being chased by a police car in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Just, you did a, a British siren. Uh, I guess it was. Yeah. Not I didn't like mean to do that. Here in the United States, we have different sounding sirens. Whoa. <laughs> well, in these days, it's all kinds of crazy, like beeps and whistles. Yeah, and it's like beep, bop, boop, boop. That's like an American police cruiser today. Wow, this one's getting off to a great start. Uh, let's uh, let's try to keep it on the track. All right, on the uh, EVOC track. Yeah, this is we, this is in our long running law enforcement series. <laughs> yeah, it's unequaled by any other topic except for death. I think. You think? I think death might have a beat. Okay. Maybe not though. We'll find out. All right. Uh, let's go count them after this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chuck, have yeah. you ever been in a police chase? Um, have you ever been the uh, object of pursuit in a police chase? Yeah. I was not driving. What? I was in a car one time when my friend decided to run from the cops. Wow. Lay it on us. Well, you know, it was just one of those things. We were in Athens, and he made a very bad decision, oh. and uh, we got away with it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Well, see, that's something that I find extremely interesting because I didn't realize uh, until reading this article that um, there are very few circumstances where a cop should feel justified or would be justified in chasing you. Right? Sure. But that said, there are almost no laws whatsoever restricting police chases. Right. It's this weird gray area. And I actually found there's activists online who are saying, like, say no to police chases like restrict police chases like create laws against police chases because these things are deadly and dangerous yeah i think what about 140 innocent civilians were killed uh last year yeah 300 about a person a day on average dies from a police chase and about a third of those but uh, yeah i think last year was 140 or just innocent bystanders yeah that i mean that happened in atlanta that's happened in atlanta a couple of times recently one time the trainer for the atlanta braves his i think his he lost his wife to a cop smashing into her. Jeez. And um, then again, more recently, there was another case. I think it was a kid or something, but it was like it was sort of in the news lately. Yeah. And I mean, you, you get the impression that and cops die, too. Like sure. high speed pursuit is their high speed pursuing. That's dangerous for everybody involved, including yeah. the cop. Um, but you get the impression that like whatever the circumstances is just just not pulling over for being a, for a, for a cop trying to pull you over yeah is reason enough to get the cops hackles raised enough to chase you yeah right off the bat i think that would be any cop's instinct is gun it not like well let me check into his record and call my supervisor right. and see if they allow this which a lot of times is policy now as we'll see um there are procedures in place to kind of try to tamp down that emotion of the primary Cop like pursuit. departmental policy, basically, though, like you said, not law. Right. So, well, let's let's talk about this. Um, okay. Mo- when you go through the academy and you um, get all your training, your gun training, you're hanging out with Tackleberry, and you learn how to make cool sounds like machine gun sounds, exa- or like, yeah, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Um, you you spend about a week 
probably a little less, learning how to drive the car. Yeah. Sadly, only about two of those days are dedicated to high-speed pursuit. Yeah, which apparently is an improvement over zero days, which is how it used to be. In, like, the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I guess they just said, good luck. Right. You should know how to drive fast. Right. You know, if you're an old country sheriff, you probably ran moonshine. Exactly. (laughs) Or your cousin does, at least. Yeah. Um, But there there is a lot to it. Um, And Ed Grabinowski, the grabster, um, points out that, you know, in in a high-speed pursuit... Uh, a cop's car can be just as deadly as a cop's gun, and they need yeah. to know how to use it just as well and just as accurately. Yeah. Um, because not only do you not have to know how to drive, you have to know how to drive fast while you're also turning on the lights and the sirens and like yeah, sure. calling in something and like all that other stuff has to be second nature to you so that you can focus on the driving yeah. while using just a minimal amount of your brain power on the other stuff. Yeah, so part of the, the car training is just that how to run a police car stuff because it's not like every other car. Right. And if you um if you are being trained uh, to to drive in high speeds in pursuit of a suspect. Yeah. Uh, and they send you to Colorado, you can be reasonably assured that you're going to come back among the better trained police in the country because co- the Colorado State Police maintain a course, an emergency vehicles operation course that is the cream of the crop. Did you see like the aerial view of it? Yeah, I mean it's they enormous. they cover all the scenarios like um, uh, on ramps and off ramps, um, high speed turns, intersections, they've really got it all laid out there and put you in a scenario where as close as you could get to like an active street. Right. It's like there's skid plates. Yeah. Where the coefficient of friction is 0.15 compared, Chuck, to say, oh, I'm just saying this off the top of my head, a, a, co- a coefficient of friction of like 0.95 on a dry highway. Yeah. So that's slick. Yeah, that is slick. They need to know how to not spin out, basically. Yeah, and that's, I think, the exception is a really elaborate course like this. I think a lot of local police still use the parking lot and the cones yeah. out back, which is <laughs> you better hit than an them. orange cone. <laughs> Your doctor day. Yeah, the, you put an egg on it like a Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you I remember that one. God, that was one of the greatest television shows of all time. The Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about pursuit equipment. Right. Basically, what we just said was police training. You get a couple of days, maybe. If you're lucky, you get a few days on like a really great course, maybe out in Colorado. Yeah. For the most part, it's like, you know how to drive. Just drive really fast. Here's your Crown Vic. Yeah. Uh, uh, The Ford Crown Victoria is is the most common police car, although they're using all sorts of different cars today. When you drive around, you'll see like those Dodge Chargers and Mm. like the more souped up. I know, uh, I think in L.A., the state patrol had those Mustangs. Yeah. Like, they're really souped-up sports cars. Um, it, well, apparently, they're getting away from Crown Victorias because the that model of car had a big problem with it, whereas if you were rear-ended in a high-speed collision, your car blew up. Yeah. the Was that the Pacer that did that in the 70s? No, the Pinto. Pinto. The, the right. Ford Pinto, again, Ford, had the opposite problem if you... T- if you um, collided with something on the front end. Oh, I thought it was the rear. I think it was the front. I well, I, uh, let me tell you this. Either way. I learned about it from the movie <laughs> Top Secret, right. where a Pinto like just barely hits a tree it on its front and blows up. <laughs> and then Ford ambulances for a while were blown up, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So Ford, with the with the uh, police inceptor Crown Vic, um, created this, uh, this chemical fire suppression system right. where right when you're rear-ended, at a high enough impact, yeah. or a forceful enough impact, this, this fire suppression thing goes off. So even if there's not a fire, there's not going to be a fire anyway. Right. Um, but apparently it's enough that some 
some people are like, yeah, we're going to go with the Intrepid. Right. Yeah. Uh, you see a lot of Crown Vicks in Atlanta, too, like just regular people driving them. Yeah. It's like sort of a thing now. Yeah, it is. It, it Complete like with a, a little spotlight. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, don't mess with me like that <laughs> on the highway. So um, there are some differences, of course, between a police car. If you think it's just a regular Crown Victoria, it is not, or whatever it is. Um, a lot of times it does have more horsepower in the engine because they need that kind of juice. Um, and they weigh more, obviously, than your standard car because there's more guns and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have, like, metal-reinforced uh, seat backs and things, so, like, you can't get stabbed in the back yep. from the back seat. Prevent stabbing. If you did, or shootings or anything, if you didn't do a good job of checking for weapons. Um, what else? Uh, extra transmission coolers and oil coolers? Yeah, because, I mean, like... Bigger radiators? Cops, like, they don't turn their car off ever. Yeah. So, like, that heat... heat Builds up, so they have like oil coolers and transmission fluid coolers, bigger alternators to supply more power. Yep, up to 130 amps, if that means anything to you. <laughs> and then and, lights. Uh, well, and vinyl seats though in the rear. That's that's important. Yeah, you're never going to find cloth interior in the back of a police car because suspects are dirty. They're dirty, and oftentimes they will poop and vomit and bleed and just do whatever. Whatever bodily fluid they can get out in that police car, they probably will. So they want to make it uh, easily. You just get out the 409 and the paper towels and just clean it right there. That's grody. Yeah. Um, lights. Apparently, yeah. they, they used to have them on the fenders in uh-huh. the 30s. Yeah. And they said, you know what? This is visible, but it's not as visible as if it were on the roof. Right. So they created what's known as a light bar. And w- which it was um, a little more recent than I thought. It was the 70s that these things made their debut. Yeah. And I thought back, I was like, oh, yeah, you never see, like, cars in the 60s or, or even early 70s with that light bar. So w- I was born at about the time the light bar came along. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, you remember seeing the single siren sometimes. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That, or the um, double blue. Dirty Harry would put on? Yeah. And do, like, a Yui? Well, some some were built in, but, yeah, they also had the undercover cars. You, that was one of the great parts of any cop movie was yeah. when they got out the they siren the, and yeah. put it on the roof. Um, and now you can get them at Spencer's Gifts. Summer blue and summer, uh, summer blue and summer red. Though I've it's, never known the distinction. I always thought ambulances were red and cops were blue, but in different cities, I've seen cops have red. Yeah, I think it depends on what side of the force you're on. Oh, really? Yeah, like how your midi are Jedi or a Sith. <laughs> so one thing they can do to uh, to prevent the chase from happening altogether, you've seen the old spike strip. Yeah. They'll lay down uh, these rubber mats with spikes all across the road. Or they have them like, uh, like an accordion that you just kind of throw and hang on to one end and you throw oh, yeah. the other end. That's the quick version. The yeah. And so that will obviously disable the tires. Um, you can – the good old-fashioned roadblock that you see in movies actually happens. Sure. And they line up cars and – except in this version, there's not a conveniently parked uh, tow truck ramp. Right beside it, <laughs> right, you know, yeah, exactly. for the criminal to jump over everybody right. or bust through, I guess. Well, you have to be careful setting those up because it's normally going the, – the criminal's not going to try to push through the car, but they may try to go around. So you yeah. have to make sure that if you set up this roadblock, it's it's not, like, going to funnel them into somebody's house. Yeah, I don't think you do that in, like, a neighborhood. Right. That would be a good idea. You want to do it on a country road. And then uh, modern techniques, which I think if they bring this stuff along, that's really where it's at. Like microwave technology to mm-hmm. disable the electrical system of a car or shooting a laser. High-speed avoidance using laser technology. HALT system, of course. HALT. <laughs> but they left out a couple of letters there. 
Hi. Oh, yeah. It should be Hussualt. I hate that. Halt. It's not an acronym if you're leaving out words just to make it a cute word. No. All right. Um, so it would that, be like uh, a Laotian last name <laughs> if they spelled it out correctly. So in that case, they're shooting a laser to cut off your fuel supply. But here's the rub there is the vehicle that they're shooting it at has to have this special microchip in it. Yeah, I didn't look into that. Did, did you? Is it like newer vehicles all That's all my them? guess is that they're going to start putting these in all cars yeah. or something like they make some deal with and, and the cops. That shops. would be fine with me. I mean, sure. it's better than pursuing somebody. Absolutely. You know? Um, and then, of course, you have air support, either in the form of a police helicopter or like 50 news helicopters if yeah. it's a police chase out in California. Um, or the world's scariest police chase helicopter. Yeah. Whoever those guys are. I think they just get footage from yeah. news copters and cop copters. Um, do, do you watch the shows? I know I've talked about I've cops. seen them before. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just so... I, I don't know. I, I follow. That's one of my guilty pleasures. Do you watch this still? Yeah. I mean, it's not appointment television. I never know when or where they come on. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm flipping it around <laughs> and I'll see a police chase. I lived in L.A. It's sort of a thing. It really is there, a thing, isn't you it? Know? Yeah. yeah. And apparently California has some of the most... Um, Police protective laws, yeah. As far as pursuits go, they happen a lot out there, yeah. And like the everybody just stops doing what they're doing and watches the live coverage of it, sort of. Do you remember the guy um, who killed himself on live television after uh, a police pursuit and yeah, uh, showed it on Fox? I guess I saw that when it happened live. Yeah, I was. I remember very distinctly. It was like, not like a movie. No, you know, like if you've ever seen someone shoot their right. head off with a shotgun in real life, it's nothing like. Yeah. It's not some big dramatic movie thing. It's just sad. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. It was like he might have been like making origami or something. Like it was just that pedestrian. Yeah. Or it was just like he, he just had the gun and he just pulled it up and shot himself and he hunches over and just falls. Yeah. It was, it's weird. It was really weird to see. It was very sad. And of course, all the kids that saw that, that's like, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, so initially, if someone takes off, like you were talking about, the police officer that's on the scene has a decision to make to pursue or not to pursue. Lots of policies. One thing they want to do is is run the tags. Is it a stolen vehicle? Were they just in an armed robbery? Yeah. Or is it just somebody who has a couple of traffic tickets out or nothing at all so if, on their record? Apparently, the, the, the pursuit that enjoys the widest support around the country is if it's a, a violent criminal. Yeah. Um, somebody who poses an imminent threat to somebody else, somebody who's just carried out a violent act and is escaping. Like, pretty much everybody says, chase that guy. Right. Like if you said the person has a couple of traffic tickets, or if they have nothing. Yeah. And they're the only reason to chase them is that they didn't pull over for you. Yeah. That is not reason to pursue. And yet, 43% of all pursuits in, I believe, 2011 were for traffic violations. Yeah, I mean, I feel for the cops. It's got to be their instinct, like, go get that person. They're fleeing me for a good reason. You know? Like, I get it, but when people are innocent, people are dying. Yeah. There needs to be, like, some policy in place for sure. And apparently, Chuck, 91.4% of chases were for nonviolent crimes. I believe that. So um, if the cop says, okay, this guy's, this car just came back stolen. Yeah. That guy just waved a gun. Yeah. And it's a very clear case that he should pursue. Go get him. There are other things to consider. 
Yeah. Uh, what's the? What's, Don't go get him. <laughs> what's what's traffic like? What's the word of the road yeah. conditions like? Is it rainy? Is it dark? Is are there, you in a neighborhood? Are there pedestrians everywhere? Yeah. You might want to just kind of slowly tail the guy. Well, the one in Atlanta where they killed the uh, trainer's wife, I think it was a sort of a busy afternoon in an urban area. Jeez. Like they shouldn't have been pursuing anyone at this point. Do you know what they were pursuing the person for? No. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, and then, so if they decide to like go ahead and pursue, then this, this series of um, procedures kind of come into place. Like yeah. they need to be radioing back into headquarters. Yeah, like immediately. Right. And uh, apparently they're every step of the way, or they just kind of keep the whoever they're talking to, their supervisor, right. posted on what's going on. And the supervisor's role is to keep a cool head because they're not the one who the person isn't pulling over for. So they're they're not mad. Sure. They don't want to crack heads, you know. Um, so their their whole role is to, to say, you know what, like we, we should – you just told me that there's some pedestrians around. This guy's not a violent offender. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't complete this pursuit. Or we have like – we have uh, chopper coverage, so back off with the cars, and we can still, like, follow this car from above. Yeah. You know, like, we're still going to get our guy. Right. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things, if you watch the show Cops, you are well-versed with the pit maneuver. Mm-hmm. Police, uh, I'm sorry, pursuit intervention technique, uh, also called the tactical vehicle intervention, and that is the famous move if a cop has... You know, you'll hear them. They have to get clearance for the pit maneuver even. Yeah, I would imagine. They'll call it in and say, hey, I think I've got a chance for a pit. Uh, can I take it? And they'll say, if you feel like, you know, the streets are clear enough and, you know, you have to do it on a turn, you don't just, like, run up beside someone and run them off the road. It's <laughs> it's when they enter a turn, the cop hits the gas and hits them on the left rear bumper and just basically spins them out. And uh, it's it works. If done correctly, and they'll train, you know, you get trained when you get the defensive driving on the pit maneuver, and they just spin out. Yep, you and can't come out of it. Can't come out of it. Your car spins, and that's generally on cops, at least, when uh, the guys will jump out of the car, with the car still rolling, and take off on foot. <laughs> yeah, and then you hear these cops, you know, with the they're mic'd up, so all you hear is <laughs> like running in the dark <laughs> with all this gear on. You're like, man, what a crappy job. But, you know, Chuck, your uh, heavy breathing just reminded me of something. Is it that time? It's time for a message break. All right. Heavy breathing, indeed. So uh, you were talking about the wildest police chases, that kind of show that you like. I don't know who would watch stuff like that. Well, Grabster takes the task, um, those kind of shows, for presenting a very um, unbalanced picture of police chases. They uh, don't show uh, the cops backing off if a pursuit becomes too dangerous. They don't show the cops crashing into a innocent bystander's car. Right. Um, they they never say, well, this cop probably shouldn't have pursued this person because this is a minor violation. Yeah. Um, and they, they always kind of tend to present the police in a, a favorable light. Yeah, and I think it's more, I don't know if they're out to make, well, maybe they are. I just think it's better TV, obviously, like you wouldn't want to show when they're like, oh, no, let's just back off and go back to yeah, the donut shop. Yeah, I get shop. that for sure. Plus, also, they want to maintain a, um, a the kind of relationship with cops, police departments, that yeah. w- where they'll give them their footage. Absolutely. You know? No, those shows are good for the cops, I'm sure. sure. We hear, I don't know if you can hear this, people. It sounds like a police chase is going on outside right now. I think it is. 
this is this is really dramatic footage, Chuck. Um, uh, do you remember the OJ thing specifically? Yeah. Where were you then? I was in college. Were you in college? Yeah. Yeah, I remember too, of course. The, I, was, I, I don't. The chase wasn't. I didn't watch much of the chase. I remember the verdict. Yeah, I remember the chase specifically because they. Uh, it was during the Knicks Rockets. NBA playoffs, and my buddy Justin is a huge Knicks fan, and he was really upset. And he was just like, "Do you have to have it on every channel?" <laughs> and I agreed with him. It's like, why? You know, you're going to preempt the basketball game. It's on a hundred channels. I can't. Isn't there one person out there that wants to watch the basketball game? Yeah, really. I bet the ratings would have gone through the roof. And that was a low speed chase. That wasn't even. Yeah. That was just weird. Yeah. You know. Well, low speed chases are very weird. I'm AC. It's just like you know who I, I am. I, I'm not going to pull over. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's talk about the legalities of it, right? There's, like we said, there's pretty much no laws that restrict police chases. They have the right to do that in yes. all cases. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, they don't even have to have their lights and sirens running to engage in pursuit. Yeah, that's a fallacy. Um, the there are department procedures regarding police chases, though. Yeah. But the thing is, is even if a cop violates department procedure and continues a pursuit, they're still not breaking any laws. Right. So, uh, for example, in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, you can only pursue if the suspect has engaged in a violent act or um, someone could be seriously hurt if the suspect were allowed to escape. Right. Um, in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, no more than three cars can engage in a pursuit. Yeah, that makes good sense. It's a good rule. And you have to take into account a um, the the time of day, the road and weather conditions, the nature of the offense, and the supervisor has to pursue, has to approve the pursuit. Right. And then uh, in Florida, Orange County, Florida, that's the Orlando area. Yeah, are they the ones that have real restrictive policies? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, they found that after, in the year after they enacted their restrictive pursuit policies. Uh-huh. Um, felonies in Orlando declined. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. One of those weird things. Yeah. Uh, there is also something called sovereign immunity, um, which is uh, a government official is not liable for damages that occur while they're doing their job. Um, yeah, that's like old-time common law. Yeah, old school. But these days there are a lot of uh, municipalities that have overwritten that law with with other laws. Um, and... Like I think with the Georgia case, I think that cop was fired and brought up on charges, and I think they could even sue the police station. Yeah, with the when, but not overriding the cop himself right. in overriding the sovereign immunity laws. Most most departments or communities protect the cops individually, but the, financially, but the institution can still be sued. Right, but they're not protected criminally. Like they can still be brought up on charges. They oh. just can't be sued. I think. Gotcha. Because I'm pretty sure this Braves guy, uh, I think he went up on trial. Well, apparently. And if I'm wrong, then I'm going to eat crow. But in, in California, you're basically out of luck if the cops mess up your storefront with their cars during a pursuit. Yeah, they, their laws very much protect the cops for from that. Kind I would of like liability. To think insurance would help out though. You would hope, but or I mean, then your rates are going to rise. Yeah. What were you doing? Nothing. You just happened to have a store in the wrong place in L.A. Jeez. So that's uh, that's police chases. You got anything else? I got nothing else. They seem way more dangerous than I even thought, and I thought they were pretty dangerous before. Yeah. Don't support those TV shows, people. Don't listen to me. <laughs> don't, glorifying don't be like uh, Chuck. Yeah. Do, do as he says, not as he does. That's right. 
Uh, if you want to learn more about police chases, you can type those words into the search bar at How Stuff Works. And uh, since I said search bar, what is it, Chuck? Is it time for listener mail? It normally would be, but I do not have a listener mail prepared. Instead, we are going to uh, have a call out, which we do every now and then. A couple of things that help us out, people, in our job with your free podcast is if you go to iTunes mm-hmm. and you leave us a review and a rating, that helps us out. Mm-hmm. So we would invite people to do that. And I know we always mention our home on the web is stuffyoushouldknow.com. Yeah. But we really would like to send people there to check it out. And we've got like videos and blogs and image galleries and some really cool animated stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I'm proud of this website. It's a great website. It really it? is. Yeah. And um, I know some of you have supported it, and we would like to ask others to go out there and check it out. Yeah. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes and check out the website. Check out stuffyoushouldknow.com. And thank you. And we'll be back with listener mail next time. And also, why don't we take a second to plug our Kiva team. Yeah. At uh, kiva.org, that's K-I-V-A dot org slash team slash stuffyoushouldknow. You can join the Stuff You Should Know team. And donate to uh, entrepreneurs around the world mm-hmm. in developing countries. Not donate. Uh, Lynn, that's right. I'm yeah, sorry. Loaning uh, money, you could get in, back if you want. In $25 increments, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can reloan or you can get it back or whatever. But it's uh, it's a really great program. And uh, we're marching on toward the $2 million goal, right? $2 million bucks. Um, We're hoping by August, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's kiva.org slash team slash stuff you should know. And stuff you should know.com. And iTunes. That's right. Thanks for the support. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at Discovery.com. And again, like Chuck says, go to our our website, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. With over 100,000 titles to choose from, Audible.com is a leading provider of downloadable digital audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash no stuff, K-N-O-W-S-T-U-F-F, to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today.